Welcome to Dadding It Podcast, where each week we meet a dad who discusses the reality of dadding it. It's a Father's Day special, and this theme for the podcast was all around music. I got 12 dads together and asked them a, a few questions. First question was, what musical influence did your dad have on you? Were there any songs that you share with your own kids? And are there any funny musical memories that you have as a parent and as a dad? So I spoke with Simon, Russ, Denny, Jared, Pez, Ryan, Dean, Al, Gareth, and Aiden, and also Robin and Pat all the way from England. So really good to get together with these guys to chat music and dadding it. Enjoy the episode and happy Father's Day, guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of Dadding It. Uh, I'm really, really happy to have a good group of guys on tonight, a lot of dads, and we're here to talk music tonight. So is there anyone out there that would like to jump in and share something about their musical journey with being a dad? Uh, Yeah, I'll go first if no one else wants to jump in. Um, Thanks, Jared. No worries. Uh, Jared, two kids. Um, one is two and one is just about to turn nine. Um, and coincidentally, both named after some of my favourite musicians. So the oldest one is Henry, named after Henry Rollins, who's the lead singer of a punk band called Black Flag, well known for his like political commentary. Um, and my, my two-year-old is named Iggy after Iggy Pop. Um, yeah, so I suppose the, the the dad connection. So music's been a bit of pretty big part of my life, kind of my whole life. Um, what wasn't a massive thing for my dad, but he definitely got me into like the heavier side of music, which was what I was super passionate about when I was a teenager. So I kind of grew up, and he used to listen to like Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden and stuff in the house, and like Jimi Hendrix and, and anything with like a big guitar sound. So that kind of definitely influenced the kind of music I started to like once I was, you know. Um, able to start getting into music and, you know, Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and all the kind of 90s alternative stuff was, you know, the, the answer for that kind of stuff for, the, for that age, I guess. Um, but then also, like, totally randomly, my dad was super into Bette Midler. So, like, Bette Midler was, like, a massive part of our childhood. <laughs> like, so my dad's, like, just, like, like, a real rough, like, Aussie redhead nut with a big like redhead mustache and he'd just be like belting out the rose by Bette Midler in between uh Iron Maiden sessions so it was kind of pretty eclectic at the at the house um but yeah so so all kinds of stuff there but um for the kids like same deal like um there's a big connection between music and both my kids like um so when, when they were both born, I can distinctly remember the first song that I sang to them, like, you know, moments after they were born. And that's very much like a part of it, of their lives. And um, still, like, I'd still, I still sing that song to them um, when they go to sleep every night, just about. And they're very, like, they know all the words to those particular songs. And there might be a handful of other ones um, that, like, we've been singing since they were babies and they kind of know the words to them and they know the artists that sing them and stuff like that. Um, so when my son was born, the first song that we sung to him was um, a song called The Outdoor Type by the Lemonheads, which is kind of like a silly song about like just a dude who like is lying to a, to a girl about being like a big, tough, burly man, which he, and he's actually just like completely the opposite. Um, 
And my youngest son um, was a song called Skinny Love by Bonnevere. Um, was the first song that we sang to him when he was younger. Um, and yeah, even so, even to the point where um, like last lockdowns, we got this, um, we decided to spend our tax return on some art and we got like a massive art piece created for the lounge room, um, which is like a combination of like the songs that we sing to the kids plus like a big Henry Rollins and Iggy Pop kind of melded through the middle of it. So there's like a constant representation about the music in our lives and the kids' lives, like, you know, hanging in the middle of the house, um, which is, which is cool. Like it's going to be like a bit of a story that's, um, that's there forever. Um, and yeah, last one, I suppose, um, like funny stories. I just thinking back that it's kind of like kind of funny and kind of half inappropriate. So we took him, we always used to take my oldest son to Queenscliff Music Festival every year. And um, the first time that he actually got it and he started to get into music, I was like, oh, this is great. Like I remember watching Ben Harper and he was on my shoulders and he was like dancing and singing to songs. And like, we were like, there's a great video of us like dancing together to like um, Steal My Kisses by Ben Harper. And he's just having a great time at like a, like a musical performance for the first time. And then the song that he played after that was a song called Burn One Down, which is just about smoking weed. And the entire crowd like lit up a joint. And my kid was like two years old on my shoulder, like just enveloped by this massive weed cloud. And my wife's like, you got to get him out of here. I was just like, oh, shit. Like He just got <laughs> completely smoked out for 30 seconds until I pulled him out and took him to the back of the thing like, coughing and i was like all right this is uh we're probably gonna wait have to wait until we go back into watch any more songs buddy with that one um but other than that he had a great like you know first live musical performance with ben harper but um but yeah that's probably me on that one man cool thanks jared that's awesome <laughs> ben harper great first gig as well yeah yeah <laughs> he loved it he was so into it as well so oh, that's awesome thank you jared nice. sorry <laughs> Um, I'm Robin. Um, uh, I've got uh, uh, one daughter, uh, Rosie, who's only six months old. And just listening to Jared, then I was like, <laughs> I've not got to that sort of music. I, like Ben Harper, I was like, oh, maybe in the future one day she'll love Ben Harper. But at the moment, she loves Five Little Ducks and um, all kinds of nursery rhymes. And it's funny, isn't it? You, you think like, oh, you know, I'm going to, I do play other stuff to my, to my daughter. I, I play a bit of ukulele and I, 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 I sing to her a lot, but, um, but it's amazing how much I go back to these nursery rhymes. And I, I'm currently in that phase of, of a bit of dad where they just haunt me every day. I'm walking down the street. All I can hear is do, 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 you know, like just again. Coco melon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and I can't wait to get into, yeah, because I'm, I love music and hearing you talk about some of those bands and I was like, Oh my god! Yeah, one day that's a possibility, um, and and I guess it's, it is important, I guess, to get it in there early. I mean, does anyone else do? Does anyone else do that? Do you, do you? How early did you start trying to not necessarily influence your child's uh, music taste, but how early did you? Any guys start? Uh, mine were real young, like um, it's just because we used to sing songs to them when they were little, so they kind of started singing them back to us, like they Blackbird by the Beatles or like. Um, like Ramon songs that kind of like a, like, you know, three chords and like, you know, just more noises than, you know, what was more than actual lyrics, but um, yeah. Anything that's like fun and upbeat, they seem to like that they could jump around to when they were little, like from maybe like one and a half to two, they started getting it before that. You're right. It's hard out like nursery rhymes and like, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. 
Yeah, I'll jump in there on some of the nursery rhyme stuff because I'm very much still in that stage. I'm Patrick. I've got three little boys, a come up to six month year old, a three year old, and a five year old. So very much like still in the thick of it at the moment. And yeah, we're we're kind of a three year old is definitely into the nursery rhymes. Everywhere we go, he kind of still wants the Grand Old Duke of York. Um, so that's his his go to favorite. Um, just yesterday, in fact, I was just in with my six-month-old and just wanted something chilled on, so I put on the first Ben Harper album, and that was really nice because uh, it's like the most laid-back one. So he was just lying on the floor listening to that. Um, and my five-year-old at the moment, kind of talking about the inappropriate stuff, there's a, a song from the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack called... Oh, Cracking soundtrack. Love that soundtrack. Um, It's the... Oh, something's coming out of my mind. The first one they're singing, where um, yeah, there's the the line about um, there's little streams of alcohol that come trickling down the rocks, and he loves singing that one. And you can um, there's a lake of whiskey that you can paddle around it in a big canoe, and he'll happily sing all the words to that. And it's like I really hope he doesn't go into the nursery and just like blast out all those lines. But um, yeah, it's just so much of the kind of dropping in the songs, like in a trying to do it in a subliminal way, like choosing a chilled song and singing and sleep with it. And hopefully, you know, in a few years they'll hear it and be like, ah, oh, hang on a minute, I know these words without even knowing it. I got so over the um, nursery rhyme stuff. Up, oh, Simon, I've got two kids, uh, ten and eight, nearly nine and seven, but nearly ten and eight. Um, and can't can't do the nursery rhymes or the what what got worse was the 10 year old like bringing music home from school and being like oh this is good it's um i don't know miley cyrus or something like, okay <laughs> let's change that so we we play a game where we take it in turns to have a song each and you have to say why you like it or who it is why you like it what you like about it um and that's great because then only one in every four songs is a nursery rhyme or um whatever but through that my kids have got really eclectic music tastes and sometimes good music taste and i was at a very proud moment when someone asked rubes my 10 year old oh what what bands do you like and he was like oh pixies it's like yeah it's working fatherhood i've nailed it if that's my only thing that i pass on then i've done done my job yeah, um, that's a rad band to, for your kid to say they like as well. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But a, a lot of my music collection actually is um, directly from my dad, like stolen from my dad, like stole his vinyl. Like they don't have a record player anymore. They used to. And when we were growing up, they had loads of records. And so I just kind of slowly pinched them all. And now my son puts them on our record player and will probably pinch them from me, um, which is pretty cool. Although they were cool when I was young and then I went through a phase of, you know, 14, 15, starting to find my own music and then turned against whatever my parents were into. So I can't stand John Farnham because they went through a John Farnham phase in my my 14, 15-year-old, so I can't do that. Um, but there was, someone was talking about inappropriate songs as well with uh, my son Rubes, who's also quite into the cure, who he was calling the skewers for quite some time. Um, there's a song called Killing an Arab, which is, it's about a Camus book. It's not a racist anthem, but he was like, 
singing away, um, uh, living in an arrow instead of killing an arrow. Yep, that's it. That's what it is. Keep singing those ones. Don't sing killing an arrow. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, that's my my five cents. Um, Oh, sorry. I'll I'll jump in if you don't mind, Uh, guys. My name's Denny. I'm um, my kids are a little bit older. Um, so my kids are 22, 20 and 18, two boys and a girl. Um, and it's actually really interesting because when you asked us to have a think about it, Liam, um, sort of reflect on the influences your parents have on your music and what influence you've had on your kids' music. My, my, I'm come from, I come from a Greek background. So all the songs that my parents played at home and when we went out to Greek dances and Greek weddings were all Greek songs. And I trying to be trying to fit in. Um, I didn't really like it a great deal. But it's interesting how all of those songs now I've got a real connection with, even though maybe at the time I wasn't all that wrapped in. And I should play some of those songs to my kids, and they've they've turned into some really what do you call it popular songs, really important songs for the family. Um, there's a couple of uh, and it's actually what, what happened. There was one song when we sorry, when we were kids. We'd play our songs. We'd play Kiss and Slade and Status Quo and all those sort of songs. And my father would say, well, what's that rubbish? You know, you, there's, no, there's, no, there's no rhythm, there's no words, it's just screaming. And we had a crack at him to say, well, listen to the songs that you sing, uh, you play. And there was one song called um, uh, which is about a song. And the, the words of the song is there's an eagle that sits that's sitting on a fence sunbaking. And we said, what sort of stupid song is that? So you're having a crack at us. Listen to what you're listening to. And then he started giving us the background to the song, which is about the eagle actually was a, a rebel fighter in the Second World War during the and afterwards in the Civil War of Greece. And he sat there and not that he was sunbaking, he was waiting for the enemy to come past to shoot them. So it was actually quite a political song, quite an important song. And we sort of had, a, had to sort of... Um, Swallow my words a bit, but that's the song that you speak to my kids, and that's the Greek song that they sing along to. And we sung it as we were driving into my mum's village many years ago, and that's a song we played with my family, the family they just met for the first time. So that's one of those memories. And they've got no, they've got, they're not Greek. Don't give, they don't know Greek at all. But just because that impact on me and how it's influenced me has sort of fed down into my kids. Um, don't get me wrong, we don't play only Greek songs in the house, but that's one of those stories that just, ref- as I reflected, shows you how important music is in your life. Um, I'm Pez. Uh, I've got one baby who's currently crying her ass off and one in the tummy due at the end of November. So busy household. Um, uh, I'd like to go back to Simon's thing about stolen uh, songs from your parents because it's 100% my Spotify playlist. I don't think there's a single song in my top 100 that isn't 30 years older than I am. Um, I'm not interested generally in anything modern, definitely not, I fucking hate it, but especially anything like... um, I'd sort of reminisce to things that I grew up with, you know, like, I don't know, we probably had Eminem and 
you know, 50 Cent and God knows what else there was. But it's just, you know, you can listen to that and sort of laugh about it. And currently, I think we do in our house now with my one-year-old and I'll put some 50 Cent on or some Usher or whatever, something stupid, Ja Rule, just because it's just like lighthearted, stupid stuff. But when it comes down to what we like to play, her is like Elton and um, Paul Simon and anything with like a bit of a piano and upbeat and stuff. And for the first nine months of her life, she sort of sat there and stared at me and goes, you know, why are you jiggling around the kitchen and looking like a chook? And now all of a sudden she sort of gets in her high chair and all of a sudden so she started to come to the time where music's, you know, a part of dinner time and she sits there with her piece of sweet potato and bops away, which is, you know, sweet. So it's just like that little moment where it meant nothing and then it does. And then for her with um, music, uh, we've got like, you know, a little start of the recorder, which we found out and like the maracas and all the things that, you know, make a shitload of noise that you probably don't want at 7am. But in the late afternoon, it's fun to have a bop around to. And play school. I know there's probably a few Aussies here, but she's obsessed. I mean, like the minute that that first, there's a bear in there and like, that's it. You she's lost that's arms up she's everywhere like she loves it and even just the simple singing that they do on the the show you know like going on a bear hunt or kookaburra in the gum you know old gum tree and stuff like loves it so music starting to become a big thing thanks i suppose i'll jump in Jump in now. I'm Ryan. I've got two kids, Louie, who's four, and Isla, who's two. Um, yeah, so the album that reminds me of my dad the most is uh, Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. Um, probably just the whole album. And I still love it to this day. Um, dad didn't listen to a huge amount of music, but... Um, yeah, I remember we lived about three or four hours north of Melbourne through like the first 10 years of my life. So we did a lot of, had a lot of family in Melbourne. We traveled down and dad just played that to death, hey? And uh, and I just always remember it, just those big long road trips, just killing time, doing stuff in the back of the van, playing around with, with, your, with your brothers and sisters and just um, listening to Die Straits. And I still... I still love that album to this day and still love cranking it when I go on a road trip now and, and just pop, pop the whole album in and just cruise. And, um, yeah, it's got a lot of good memories for me and, um, yeah, I still sort of, I suppose I'll be playing it to death for my kids as well. So, um, and songs that I share with my kids, like, um, I usually look after Louis and Isla. I take Thursdays off, so it's kind of daddy day. So we take them swimming and stuff. And and then, yeah, we just uh, crank the tunes sometimes. And um, I've got a whole lot of Spotify mixes and metal and, yeah, like rock and all sorts of stuff. But 
it's one thing that I always go back to is just sort of the old school stuff like um, Rolling Stones and Iggy Pop and David Bowie and something that you can kind of dance and, and sing as well. And they, they love it. Like Isla's got, Isla's got a real groove on. She's, uh, she's got some style, but Louis, Louis kind of a bit like Peter Garrett, but he's like, he's, he's trying, but he just hasn't got the, uh, yeah, it's funny to watch and they just really get into it and just crank it up loud and have a good dance around. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll may as well just answer all my questions here. And the and the third one, I don't really have really a, like a funny musical memory with my kids, but one thing that just kind of really stands out with me was when Louis started childcare and um, he was two, and they put on like a performance at the end of the year, and they chose probably one of the most annoying songs you can ever think of, which was um, I, don't, I don't even want to say it, but it was it was Baby Shark. And uh, all these kids, there must have been like 10, 15 kids that are all there trying to do this baby shark thing. And I reckon maybe 60% of them because they had an audience and all their mum and mum and dads were there and they were two and they were just like, it was all a bit too much. So 60% of them just cracked it and started crying and like it was all happening. And Louis, he was just so cute. He just stuck with it and did all the moves and like, I remember him just glimpsing up at one point and like spotting me out of the crowd. Like I would have been like 10, 15 meters away and just giving me this cute little grin that just like, just made my heart melt. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. So um, yeah, looking forward to just um, influencing my kids with, uh, with some good tunes and yeah, like, like you were saying before, some of the guys, like those nursery rhymes, man, they just, it's so hard. Like you take a Thursday off and sometimes you listen to nursery rhymes or Cocomelon all day and you just, I used to go for a ride later on. So the missus come home from work and then I'd go for a mountain bike ride and I'd just be riding around for hours just with, with this terrible song stuck in my head. But, um, yeah, it's it's good to crank out uh, dad's, dad's song, songs a lot more and, and get them influenced young. So yeah, that's about it for me. The Wiggles, the Wiggles still a big influence these days rather than just nursery rhymes? Are they, are they still... um, Louis got into Wiggles a little bit when he was quite young, but like, no, Isla's, yeah, no, we don't really listen to Wiggles that much. They're not really into it. Um, yeah. It's a little bit, a little bit, but there's yeah, there's some there's some other stuff that they're kind of coconuts like yeah, they, yeah, they coconuts. I've good kind one. of yeah, I've I've cut that out now and twenty coconuts every day, coconuts man. Yeah, yeah. I wish you could just delete it from oh, from all your <laughs> from Netflix and YouTube and everything, but yeah. Hi everyone, I'm Al. Um, I've got three boys who are 14, 12 and 8. Um, and I was just thought I'd uh, you know, try and tackle it by going through those questions. So um, Dad and his musical influences, um, even though Dad was a sort of a young man in the 60s when you'd think it would be the Beatles and Rolling Stones, um, he, he actually 
was not in a rock and roll at that time, um, I, and I don't know why, but he, he was more into um, classical music and the, um, you know, the, the guys like the was it the Rat Pack? I think is it Dean Martin and Bing? Uh, uh, was it Sammy Davis Jr. and um, uh, who else? Nothing about not Bing Crosby. Um, Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Frank Sinatra. Exactly. You know, so he, he and um and then classical, you know, op- operas and um you know so on. But then the thing that you know, we're I think I'm fifth or sixth generation Australia, but my Australian, but my dad always identified as a Scot, even though he's you know, so he he you know would um he would easily think that he was still a Highlander. So he was right into the um and Royal, um, what was it called? The Edinburgh Military Tattoo. And so, you know, he just thought it was the ants' pants if he could sit down and get everyone to shut up and he could concentrate on um, watching the Edinburgh Tattoo. Um, and so it's funny that my mum was the one that was into the rock and roll and um, she went across to the 60s for a couple of years in the late oh, 66, 67, I think, and, and um, you know, the, uh, and, and just came back. So she was right into it. And one of my earlier memories, I think, I was probably three at a um, so age also seventy five at a New Year's Eve party. And it was one of, you know when you're little when you get to stay up all night or at least just till midnight. So my first memory was at that New Year's Eve party. They were belting out um, Hot August Night, and everyone was just going nuts to Hot August Night. And so I've got this memory of Neil Diamond, which um, uh, then played on you know twenty odd years later when I was at. at Finished, I'd finished uni first year out. I organised for about a dozen mates to watch. Um, Neil Diamond came out and had a concert in Melbourne and um, my mum came along. So it was my, it was my mum and about a dozen or 14 mates of mine and she was right up the front and it was just a funny moment, so tying in the funny moment, um, you know, all of my mates, just, you know, guys and girls just thought it was it was great that mum was there rocking on a Neil Diamond in the front row. Um, just... Sharing now, though, with the kids, it's um, and it's interesting. I, I feel a little ashamed that, um, that thinking of explicit music and so on. There was a, um, a song the boys, our oldest boy, a couple of years ago, was listening to, and I was thinking, oh no, I was talking about smoking weed and what have you, and 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 you know, I'm obviously out of it, but I just. Um, I said, who is this? And they said, oh, it's Hilltop Hoods. And so it was actually my boys introduced me to Hilltop Hoods. And I know I'm late to the scene, but um, so I'm now on Spotify. I've got Hilltop Hoods on high rotation and, and I love it. And I'm listening. You know, I just think they're just super clever. And um, and Spotify is fantastic because going back in the, you know, when I was a kid in the sort of, if I said late 70s, 80s, it was just all vinyl, you know, and, and so... Um, you know, saving up to buy those compilation albums, you know, the 1982 with the bullet, I think it was, was the big one that was for us. Um, that always got played on a tape on the bus on the way to school. Um, and then just thinking about it with my dad, um, he was a sort of, he was a farmer um, and a bush chippy through the 70s. And um, and here on Phillip Island, there used to be a lot of bush. So all, all this, I don't know those of you that are on the island now, but um you know, all the estates that are all built up now, back in the 70, mid-70s, you know, they're all just fibro shacks and there's just a heap of vacant blocks and Dad was one of the contractors who'd go around and um, slash them all. And and um, when the song, um, when that uh, was it Bruce Springsteen's album, um, Born in the USA, came out in 84, one of the songs in that um, was Your Hometown or My Hometown. And even though I was only 11, I think, when it came out, of, of the song that really got me was that song, Your Hometown, because when I was little, when I was about three, 
dad had this Toyota Crown, it was purple, a ute, and he'd sit me up in the... T- so the lyrics of that, Your Hometown, is this, there's a line in there about um, driving around an old Buick, I think it is, you know, and dad would tussle my hair. Um, well, I, when I was 11, I'd think back to when I was about three and I'd be driving around um, the streets of cows and my dad would say, I slashed that block, I helped build that house, and, and then he'd tussle my hair, you know. Um, so I was, you know, wistfully at 11, sort of thinking back to the good old days when I was three or four. And, you know, but that was the song that I really related to. And I had a memory of my dad, you know, in particular um, with that. Um, the boys have started to get into playing music themselves. And, and so piano and, um, and, and the, the oldest and the youngest are getting into their drums. Uh, so we're now trying to find, you know, okay, well, what are those songs? So interestingly, um, Going back, uh, um, Led Zeppelin, you know, John Bonham, um, uh, uh, Taylor Hawkins and Foo Fighters and, and um, you know, so the boys are really getting into just, you know, just if I just said genuine rock um, and listening to the, you know, the drum fills and, and they really enjoy it. So it's interesting to share that with them now going through Spotify. Um, funny musical moments. Um, I mentioned Dad. Um, we used to, I, I, I was a farmer for, for a period of time with my dad and my parents and, We'd borrow a neighbour's tractor because it had a cabin, and for me it was great because it had a, a radio in it. For Dad, he thought it was fantastic because it had a tape deck, and so he'd get all these um, uh, um, um, what do you call it, the, like the tattoos, you know, the military tattoo tapes, and so he'd be going along in this tractor, just belting it out. So I'd turn up, and the tractor, the diesel engine's thumping, and I'd pull up next to him to try and you know take over in the tractor, and all I could hear was this bloody military tattoo just belting it out in the tractor and, and you know, and just, uh, you, you mentioned about um, kids, um, you know, nursery rhymes. For me, it was the first song um, I tried to sing was um, good old Collingwood Forever when our oldest was born. So the Collingwood thing, you know, that was as nursery rhymey as I got with him. Um, and then just my youngest one, probably the funniest one was uh, our eight-year-old when he was at kinder and Liam, I think we've mentioned this to me before, but I was going to, I had this written down, Liam, was um, when our youngest fella um, at kinder, I think it was a third or fourth kinder, um, third or four-year-old kinder, but there was a, a New Year's or you know, Christmas breakup party um, and there was a, a band playing on the um, foreshore at San Remo and all the kids got up on the back of the, the truck and our, our um, youngest fella got up there and was just, uh, I don't know, he, he sort of, held the show for a while and I've just had so many other people over the years since that I'd be walking along with him and um, they'd spot him and they'd go oh you're that kid from you know that uh, party on the beach those years ago so it was just a funny thing anyway that's that's probably uh, I've said that that's yeah, funny you mentioned that, Al, because I was just saying that's one of my favourite memories of his youngest son. It was He absolutely stole the show. He, he, I, I remember saying to my wife at the time we were like Jeez, he's going to be on stage when he's older. He is owning that place. Yeah, well, he, he might be on stage as a drummer now. He loves it. He just uh, watch, you know, just watching those guys, John Bonham and those guys, and and then he gets he gets into it. Yeah. Thanks so, so much, yeah. Al. Similar link to you, Alan. Um, my name's Gareth. I've got two boys, uh, Max, seven and a half. You have to include the half, and Freddie, four and a half. Um, not four, he's four and a half. Um, uh, they're both um, really into their music. Um, a sort of bit of background from the UK. Um, my dad, I think, like some 
the guys on here wasn't necessarily all into music, but um, he did have his collection that he liked to play on repeat. Um, Born in the USA was um, probably the album that got played the most. So um, he got right in there, Alan, with me. Um, and a song I remember from it the most is um, is uh, I'm Going Down. And we used to do quite a bit of car trips to Wales and the roads were always sort of quite hilly. And whenever we had that on in the car, we'd make sure we had that song on when we got to the hills so we could always sing I'm Going Down and we were going down the hills. And that was sort of a, a song that we always remember from from being kids growing up with dad. Um, they used to love a bit of Boney M, um, a bit of Queen, uh, a lot of Queen, a good mix um, played in the house, but not really into music that much. My brother and I both got really into our music. Um, so we, we sort of got a bit different to sort of probably some of the sounds most people hear more into sort of dance music growing up. Um, my first gig was The Prodigy, um, Fat of the Land tour, and um, the Foo Fighters were the support act for The Prodigy, my first gig. So my uh, my music claim to fame was seeing The Foo Fighters when they were a support act rather than probably one of the biggest bands in the world. So we I met my wife, uh, Andrea Glastonbury Music Festival. Uh, so we've always been connected through music, if you like. And um, from being young, our boys have really been into music. And um, Max, my eldest, has had a, a Spotify account of his own, or playlist of his own on our account. And um, he's got an uncanny ability to find some of the hardest techno you've ever heard in your life and absolutely loves it. So he... Um, he finds songs that I've never heard of and come home and it's on his playlist. I'm like, what's this? This is, this is awesome. Oh, it's a new song that's come out from this band or this DJ. And um, from being about two and a half, he's had his own playlist that's been full, filled with techno. And he knows every song on his playlist, who it's by. He can hear it from its first beat, who, who can hear the song straight away. And been like that sort of since a kid. So we kind of missed the the nursery rhymes gigs and went straight into uh, Mark Knight and Moby. I got him into listening to Moby, um, Moby Play, which was an album I listened to a lot in my sort of college years. And then he found all the hard mi hardcore remix techno versions of them. And uh, he came in to our bedroom once. He would have been about three, three and a half, five a.m. with this like banging mix on his iPad, just thumped into our room like a full full stomp on so he's he's really into that style of music um freddie ruined our spotify algorithm he's uh he played on repeat um crazy frog don't write that down liam we don't want to hear that ever again um but he he doesn't like to listen to a whole song so he just presses it again and presses it again and presses it again so when they do the review at the end of the year of what your favorite song for the year was we didn't realize but it came up as crazy frog it's just like no we've gone from we've gone from a, a really polished list of songs that that any dj would be proud of to crazy frog and and axel f this and axel f that remixes so freddie's been uh freddie's been very different with his music uh, he's coming around now um which is good uh, his brother's forced it on him we used to take the boys to or, or max used to come to picnic electronic which was a festival here in Melbourne that they used to allow kids to which was great so I've got some funny memories of seeing some pretty spaced out people at a music festival seeing a 
three-year-old kid in a dance area um, for the first time. But I think the the story that that really resonates the best. We used to always, whenever we see buskers out playing near the market or anywhere that you know, we always make sure we stop and give them some money once we've stopped and listened for a while. And uh, we were in the Tramway Hotel in uh, Carlton, sort of um, Fitzroy area near the Edinburgh Gardens Hotel and had some lunch. And there was a guy playing a guitar and singing some of his own songs live. And uh, when we tried to leave, uh, Max just burst into tears and was unconsolable. It's like, it's like what's the matter? It's like, we can't go. I haven't given him any money. I was like, um, well, he doesn't. He doesn't need any money because he's he's there performing on stage and there was quite a room full of people and he was having none of it. So to give him a $5 note and he walked up through the crowded room of people and there was no hat to put it in. So he just sort of put it on the stage in front of this guy and the, the room was just in tears laughing sort of thing. And this, the guys try not to sort of break song. was like, uh, th thanks for that. That's great. Thank you. And Max sort of walked back over and we walked out of the room and it's like, that was really nice of you, Max. He's like, he was just so adamant that we had to pay to listen to the music. So I was like, I'm glad that he appreciated the the man's time and, and effort to, to come there and sing. But um, he's been like that ever since with music. Whenever we see someone playing, he wants to stop them and, and make sure they get remunerated in some way. It's starting to come out of his piggy bank pretty soon, but at the moment we're funding it. But that's probably my funniest memory of Max with his music. Um, but yeah, that's... A bit of bit of background on my boys with their with their love of music and um, and from probably fed to them heavily from mum and dad really <laughs> or my, my me and Andrea uh, rather than my mum and dad so I um, I might jump in now if that's all right um, my name's Aiden I've got a I've got a six year old boy and a three year old girl I'm probably more in the um, the nursery rhyme stage still so my six year old's just kind of since going to school has got out of it and you start coming home with new music um well not new but uh new for him um so we had you mentioned crazy frog we had a phase where we had to listen to that um and gangnam style and huggy wuggy which is a song i never want to have to hear again um that's an absolute shock but recently he's actually coming home with some proper well uh, proper music like he's got into fallout boy um i don't know where he heard that and about a year ago just all of a sudden he had this massive phase where all he would listen to was bon jovi so we had like we drove we went on a road trip and we drove like four hours across victoria and the only thing we were allowed to listen to the whole trip was bon jovi i think i'm the only person in the world that downloaded bon jovi's new album because like, he's still making music in 2021, I think it was. So, um, yeah, so it was just constant um, Bon Jovi for a, a period there, which at first, like, brought back some memories of, you know, when you're young and at the pub and you're belting out some tunes, but it's hard to listen to sober. But, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a good time. And then my three-year-old, she loves, she loves her music. We, um, we went to a Kim Churchill concert, um, over summer and it was an outdoor one at a winery and she from the moment we got there she just stood at the front of the crowd and she danced for a good four hours without a break 
And for the first, like, support acts, no one was up there but her, little three-year-old just dancing crazily. Um, yeah, it was, she was just so happy. So she, she really loves any type of music. And tonight we had to have a dance party for 45 minutes before I came on here. And she just, she had a princess dress on because she can't dance and now she's in a dress because it has to twirl. And she doesn't care what music, like she'll let us choose the music or her, you know, her older brother. Um, and yeah, she'll just dance away. She's just such a happy, like, as soon as you put music on, she's just such a happy kid. But when she does get to choose, she's got terrible taste. So it's back to the nursery rhymes. She loves Jessica Melboy. So the the English people here probably don't know her because she's a an Australian. And I don't think she's made it big overseas, but she won like Australian Idol or something like 10 years ago. But yeah, so um yeah, she she's just sings along, dances, tries to play instruments. So she's um she's really into it. So it's something that we're gonna have to encourage. In terms of like, you know, my dad. He didn't really have much of a an influence on me apart from, you know, typical dad with he had terrible like dad jokes about music, puns every time a song would come on, there'd be some joke. And I remember when I was, I would have been early 20s, probably the, one of the happiest moments of my life, I got a good dad joke back on him. I'd been out at Crown and he was asking me about it and like, oh, yeah, no, I went to this really nice restaurant, heaps of famous people there. And Elton John came in because I think he was touring at the time. And he's like, oh, yeah, what was he like? And I said, oh, he's actually really rude. They brought out a salad and he returned it. He said he wasn't happy. They, you know, they gave him iceberg lettuce. And he said, no, 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 I'm a rocket man. And I, and he believed me all the way up in the story to that point. So, yeah. Even if we weren't muted, that would have been silence. Meant with silence. <laughs> no, man, I'll give you that. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's about it from uh, from me. Thanks, Aidan. Sorry to um always go back to the dad jokes on these podcasts. Oh, I, I wasn't going to put everyone through <laughs> dad jokes, but I'm glad you've chucked one in there. That's that's for all you our favourite listeners out there that love them. <laughs> um, I might quickly share a couple of stories with you guys. Um, it, by the way, it's been so lovely listening to everyone share their stories about music and just bringing up some songs I haven't thought of in a long time, which is great. My dad is, was massively into music. I am hugely into music as well. I'm very eclectic mix, but I've got one strong memory from when I was a kid. I was probably about nine, nine or ten, and really started to show more of an interest in my dad's music at that stage. And I remember he <laughs> he, he encouraged me to, he had vinyl, um, like a few of you guys have mentioned, and um, he played Dark Side of the Moon to me, uh, Pink Floyd album so i don't know if you guys are familiar with the album but it's a good one um and he he said you've got to listen to this album Liam. like you've got to sit you you've got to lie in the dark and you've got to listen to this one on your own so so he made me lie in the dark <laughs> he left the room and he he blasted out and he put so he start and i i highly recommend doing this he, he put he started on track three which was um on the run which then goes into track four cleverly um which is called time and then it builds up to uh, the next track which is the great gig in the sky now um i actually did it again the other night just to kind of go back there and remember and it is i tried doing it on my uh phone through my bluetooth speaker and i was like this isn't doing it justice so i put headphones on 
because it's one of those songs, I don't know if you remember songs that used to do this, but it flits between the speakers. So it goes from the left speaker to the right and it kind of, there's like footsteps. It's a pretty creepy song because um, I was speaking to my dad about it the other day and I, I said, he said, have you played it to the boys yet? And I was like, I don't know if they're, they're ready for it yet, but um, I, I recommend doing it. It's quite, a, and it, what I liked about the whole process was actually just lying down, listening to some music without, looking at a screen or being distracted or I don't do that enough anymore. Like I used to do that a lot listening to albums and yeah, it was really, really nice. So that's, that's my um, memory of my dad and music. Um, some, some songs that I guess we share with our kids, like Simon mentioned, the choosing the song that's become our new favorite game in the car. We've kind of got to a stage where we can say, all right, we go around the whole family. Everyone chooses a song so we can, it's not just constantly the same stuff. And that is a really great space to be. But Robin and Pat and you guys with younger ones, we've definitely done the hard yards to get to that stage. <laughs> it, but it does, you do come out of it. And it is, it's a really beautiful moment to, to be in. Um, and our boys, um, Marlo often says, Dad, can you type this song in? Or, you know, they, they do the classic like poo song and all the silly things that they like to find out if there's a song called poo. But Lynn goes one day, he goes, Dad, just you need to type in the greatest song in the world. And um, Sarah and I looked at each other and we're like, ah, oh, this, this could work. And um, it's Tenacious D, Tribute. I don't know if you guys know that song by Jack Boy. <laughs> so we played the song. Oh, my God. And they were crying with laughter in the background. And that has now become a family anthem, which we love. That's, that's a really fun song. And so that, that's been one song that we've influenced them with. I've got a bit of Irish roots. My grandmother's Irish. Um, I'm a huge, um, Pat actually on the, the call here. Um, we we travelled around Ireland together and had a few funny stories. We, we went what to happened Mark to that CD? That was like the Irish anthems, whatever happened to it. Yeah, we, 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 we saw Mark Ronson in Ireland, I think. Yeah, um, great songs. Yeah, um, but a song that has come out of Ireland from my grandma is a song called The Rattling Bog. It's a traditional Irish folk. I don't know if any of you guys know that song, but it's an absolute yeah. classic. Um, and it's actually a really beautiful song to sing around a campfire. It's kind of become our thing at camping. We, we all sing it. And there's a few dads in here I've been camping with and we've put them through the pain of listening to that song. Rambling Bob used to gamble, steal and rob. No, no, it's, it's called the Rattling Bog. And it just kind of, it's a, what do you call it, Simon? Is there a name for that type of song where it's, it goes, it's like a memory song. Uh, progressive or something. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, look that one up. It's, that's a really fun song and our kids love it. And it gets really fast and you have to sing it quite fast. Um, End of the Line by The Travelling Wilburys is a bit of a family anthem as well. I've got some really beautiful memories of us doing car trips, listening to that song. And, and the lyrics to that are really beautiful as well. And again, my dad used to play that to my nephews and nieces as kids. And I guess a funny uh, dad moment with, with music for, for me was, it's been mentioned as well, Gangnam Style. My, my two-year-old at the time, he was two at the time, he's now three, but um, they were playing that all the time and my boys would be singing it. So he'd be listening to the older boys singing it and uh, the, the lyric is, um, ooh, sexy lady. So they, my boys would go around singing that. And my two-year-old, I lifted him up one day and he's, he's like, whoop, 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 sexy lady. And I was like to Sarah, I was very shocked. I was like, I don't know if this is appropriate that our two-year-old is saying sexy lady. <laughs> but we couldn't help but laugh. And I know that's probably a parenting moment. I should have stepped in and said, we don't say sexy lady. But um, it was very funny. And, um, yeah, that, that's me sharing my stories today. So anyone can jump in next. 
Sorry, it took me a while to find the unmute button. Um, I'm Dean. I've got a three-year-old, Amelia, and my stepson, Caleb, who's 11. Um, going to my parents like and my dad in particular, I just I don't remember a great deal of music being a big part of my life as a kid. There was like music as in people played instruments and stuff, and I was always terrible at all of them. As far as recorded music, John Williamson just got done to death to the point where it just, oh, I want to leave a room now. John Williamson comes on and I'm like, I'm, I'm out. Um, and the hotel my parents had, one of the performers used to, you know, typical Aussie stuff for tourists, just belt out John Williamson at 17 clicks too loud on all of the sliders and just, yeah, so John Williamson, um, road trip after road trip and just the same songs. And so that killed all of that for me. But my, my musical journey is still massively just I'm still finding music that I can't believe I never came across sooner and complete genres. I'm like solidly stuck in old school rock and metal and people come to the back of, we run a coffee business and people come to the back of a coffee van and they're like, oh, wow, you're like going old school. And it's like, it's literally all I'm listening to these days. It's trying to catch up on, you know, 30 years ago's music, maybe more, probably more now. You always forget how, what, what year it is. And then lots of just fun stuff. It's mostly for me. And then a lot of the stuff that I listen to ends up not being very appropriate for the kids because lots of the bands throw a lot of stuff together that's really not kid appropriate. But um, my daughter, Amelia, will she loves music, she loves dancing, so it's all ballet music, this and that now. But the songs I'd be singing to her is so many million renditions of Twinkle Twinkle and Buddy you are my sunshine that every now and then I'll be working out in the shed or whatever and I've got a fair bit of metal on and she'll come out and she'll just be dancing around to full-blown heavy metal even if it comes down to Slipknot or something and she's out there just bopping around the shed happy as happy can be. Um, so I think it's just it's going to get to a point soon where she's going to want to choose music and I want her to be able to choose what she wants and get right into it, but it's it's finding that that medium where she can control it. It's not just Gabby's Dollhouse or Coco Melon or whatever the crap is. I've literally put a ban on anything except Bluey if there's screen time in the morning because I don't want to listen to that. Can't listen to it in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I also we, there used to be there was a, a small small window where we were driving between Alice Springs and Darwin a few times, and Alice Springs and I don't know, anywhere else, everywhere down to Melbourne. And I had a few albums, not very many CDs in the car, but I think there was like three different albums by The Beards. And I don't know if any of you are familiar with them. Just spectacularly talented musicians, but crossing all sorts of boundaries of what should and shouldn't be said. And there's always an occasional track gets skipped here and there. and then, Or if you forget to skip it and they young fella's absolutely bucketing himself, laughing in the back of the car because he's heard something that he thinks is the best thing ever. Isn't there a big song, Have You Ever Considered Having Sex With A Bearded Man? Yes, yes, yeah. there is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, look, I haven't actually listened to The Beards and I, for and a while. I have, con- I have considered this. I have considered <laughs> this. <laughs> and if, if you want to just, just take your understanding of that song a little bit further, there's a video clip to go with it that, that turns it on its head. 
But I saw them live and just it, it actually made me appreciate. I'd heard a couple of songs before, but amazing musicians and you'd never expect to see a, like a pink fluffy guitar come out in a concert and, and not these days, obviously. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of that. And, yeah, for me, though, it's mostly I'm still absolutely my dad wasn't much of an influence. I found out now, lately that, or a while back that he was all about Johnny Cash and stuff. And mum had all the mum had all the cool stuff, the Beatles and Beach Boys. And uh, again, it was just I didn't didn't really have much to do with it. And yeah, John Williamson all the way in the car. So there wasn't really much variety as a kid. So definitely, Caleb, my stepson, he's just started playing saxophone and absolutely killing it. And he'll come home and straight up to his room and start blasting out Harry Potter theme song or something. Just he's got a real knack for it. And that's really cool. And hopefully that then branches into him wanting to listen to, you know, music that that really drives him and helps him focus. That's for me, music's all about focus. I listen to music when I'm working, not um so much as a, a relaxation thing it's it's all about motivation and rhythm to be productive dean um, the beards did they also sing a song called uh, if your dad doesn't have a beard you've got two mums yes. absolutely yeah um and it was very funny too because um at the same time we had some friends over the road um who ironically one of the two mums literally delivered Amelia in our living room. Um, yeah, so a friend of Caleb's, literally they, he would joke about it, that, that they've actually got two mums and it was just, just a really funny realisation as he was getting a bit older to realise that these things are, you know, that does happen around us, but also that it can be funny at the same time. I just wanted to, um, a few people have brought up uh, road trips and music. It's sort of like I think when I was speaking before, I didn't realise the importance of it in my growing up uh, to my music taste. And then like, my dad's a interstate truck driver. So for us, holidays was not a plane. It was let's drive for three days across Australia nonstop. Uh, if you want to stop for a toilet break, you better make sure it's a good – uh, truck stop so there's a good uh, place to eat there and then we'll keep going so make sure and then it was like the same music on repeat so that's one thing but the second thing was I wanted to thank a dad who's not my dad but in this group about my love for vinyl which is Liam because many years ago when we uh, got to see each other more frequently he, we would quite often bring a vinyl. Um, Liam had a better collection than I did. Um, I've now tried my best to catch up, but we used to bring a vinyl over to whoever's house was, you know, the dinner time, and then we'd play the vinyl start to finish where it was sort of in the time of I probably, M, I don't know, it wasn't Spotify, but it was definitely like MP3 or whatever the hell it was. And you'd sort of make a list and you'd come over and you'd think you're the coolest because, you know, let's check out what I've just found and all this sort of stuff. But then all of a sudden, Liam was like, well, hang on, let's just listen to this 
start to finish. And um, the appreciation for a whole album probably came more pronounced for me because uh, in the road trips, you didn't have a choice, but you couldn't wait till the song that you wanted. So you'd wait and wait and wait. And then you go, oh, I don't know this song. But then all of a sudden you got to choose what you wanted and you'd just go to your favourites. Um, but then Liam brought it back to basics and went, oh, let's listen to the whole thing. And that was sort of fun. And I still do that now. I deliberately do that now, even with a, a new band or something. Before I write them off, I make sure I listen to the whole album twice and then say, yeah, yeah, nay. Yeah, I reckon just on the same kind of thing, like a, a dad that's not, you know, your actual dad, I similar but um, different. My my friend's dad was like my gateway into like live music and um, and more like heavy metal kind of stuff. And he was so um, super, super passionate about it. He was very involved in the scene and he used to put on shows around town. And um, I'd started going around there and um, I'd, li- I'd, I'd put on something that was moderately heavy and he was like, hold on a minute. And he went to his room and he came back with six different CDs. He's like, all right, if you like this band, listen to these six CDs. And I went home and I was like, he's given me like, like it started at Metallica and then it got up to like Sepultura and some like pretty heavy stuff. But I was like, I would have been like 14 or 15 right in the pocket of when that was really going to like impress you. And I was just like, what is this? You've just changed my life. I was just listening to like, you know, Blink-182 and now you've just like, you know, unleashed raw aggression on me. And now, and then after that, um, like he used to, he took us to like the, our first kind of metal shows and like would sneak us into like gigs and like they were under overage gigs and like same deal. Like he would, um, every time we'd go over there, he'd be like, all right, well give me those five CDs back. And here's the next five, five CDs you need to listen to. That's the next progression, you know, after that band, if you like these three bands and here's the next three bands. So it was like a huge influence at all of us. And like that it became a thing that we'd all go over to this one person's uh, one friend's house and the dad would have all this different music for us to listen to. And until it got, we got to the point where they, like my friend was like, man, you guys come out to hang out with my dad more than you do me now. Um, but yeah, that's, that's another good, good dad reference. Yeah. I, I, um, the, the progression and changing the expansion of your, the music that you like, um, I find frustrates me frequently that, before Pandora pulled the pin on Australia, Pandora used to do those really good suggestions and expanding playlists. And, and sometimes they'd throw these really big curveballs and stuff that you'd never consider and you'd be listening to a, like, new metal flat out and then suddenly it'd throw in something from, you know, 30, 40 years prior that somehow fit and somehow you didn't know that you wanted it. And Pandora knew. Spotify doesn't have any of those sort of intuitive um, things now, so you don't get that that crazy way out of left field stuff that you didn't realise you wanted until you heard it. Um, but outside of that, you know, you don't get much good stuff on the radio these days. So where do you find new music? Dean, I've got to say, as much as I got influenced by my dad, I think I'm now being influenced by my kids because, like, like I said, they're a bit older, so they're 20, 22, 2018, and they're bringing stuff into the house that I hadn't considered, and some of it's new and some of it's old. A lot of it's old. Um, Slipknot, my son listened to, and I'd never heard of them before, and, you know, that sort of stuff just I wouldn't have been considered. And so, so they're influencing our 
behaviors now. In fact, next Friday, we're going, my, my daughter who's 18 now goes out with a guy who plays in a band and they're playing down at the Torquay Hotel next Friday. Um, so they're supporting a band called Skeggs and there's another, uh, they're called Stimpies uh, and they've played around the place, the forum and some other. So we're going along with my kids and their mates to listen to one of their bands. Mm. So we're now being expanded, you know, our, our, our musical taste being expanded because of that. And it, it's a really cool thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And not that we've got, we've got similar tastes in a lot of ways, but, you know, they're a bit further, they, they look elsewhere and they bring that sort of stuff into the household, which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I haven't got anything particularly that jumps out as something funny. So I'm, I'm, pretty, much, I'm pretty much done, Liam. Thanks, Ding. Russ, did you want to jump in? We haven't heard from you yet. Yeah, I've kind of come a bit like Dean. Come, I feel like I've come from a really long run up. Very non-musical family, I think, or musical but no sort of shared taste with Dad. He's got a probably decent vinyl collection, probably the top three I can think of. One of them is Hot August Night that I think Danny had. That's a great little album. But I was dealing with, like, Fiddler on the Roof and um, Paint Your Wagon and all these weird musicals. Um, so, yeah, not very musical background, but... Mum and Dad could really jive. They could really move. And oh, I suppose my big long run-up, I've, I've had that experience with um, Dark Side of the, the Moon and hearing the helicopter. I really thought the helicopter was landing and um, the baby crying in the background and the experimental stereo. Most of that came through my friends, some pretty um, musically knowledge people, like some of the guys here tonight. So, yeah, I, I guess... Music for me was a lot about movement. Now, I've got an eight-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old daughter, and very much like Aiden's three-year-old daughter, they just move, move to music. Um, I have tried to put them down the path of um, my, my personal taste, which is the 90s grunge, and I'll get out there and I'll be banging away, remembering the times I was jumping around to the Prodigy and Foo Fighters. No, nah, no, they won't have a bar of it. So I've kind of used music, uh, sort of backtracked, sold out maybe a little bit, but probably Katy Perry, two young girls that I want to feel empowered and they will sing raw and fireworks on the top of their lungs, move around, dance to it. I love it. I mean, I'm not a Katy Perry fan, I wouldn't have said, but seeing the joy they get from moving, remembering the lyrics, singing the songs, it's great. I'm also going to be absolutely trashed by at least half of you here, but I was a Wiggles fan. I actually saw them when they were the cockroaches. At, uh, I think it was a St Andrews Hotel in northern um, northern suburbs, and they were just pretty B-rated. But I was kind of a little bit um, obsessed by them, how they went from a B-grade rock band through to this international um, performance performance band. And... Yeah, maybe there's a bit of a sell out there, but I love singing the propeller and dancing around. And again, I think for me, that's what sort of started moving the girls through to adult music. Um, now we share Queen. Someone else mentioned Queen. Fantastic song. We've done the whole um, Wayne's World, all four of us banging along in the car singing We Are the Champions after an amazing day doing a hike in Karajini in WA. Um, what else have we done? Birds of Tokyo, um, 
very lucked out and you know, lucked in with where you're from and caught the birds of Tokyo with my daughter. It was uh, a free gig at the grand final and we found ourselves right at front of stage and I'm just looking at my six-year-old daughter then saying, you might never get this close to a band like Birds of Tokyo again, so take it in. And I go back to, I think it was Jared. So I've gone, like I said, from a pretty non-musical background, but I was really interested with Jared because I thought we were pretty corny, but we sing a verse every night before bed when lights are off to our girls and we don't sing it well. Um, we try and modernise it. It started with little songs, but now we sing Birds of Tokyo Lantons. And it's not really a funny story, but I think it's kind of uplifting is they won't go to sleep unless we sing the one song to them. They just refuse. You haven't sung us the song, turn the lights off, sing a song. And I think we'll use that to slowly introduce more music, probably not my 90s indie rock, but, um, yeah, hopefully they're on a journey and they're a little bit of a head than where I started from with um, Paint Your Wagon. <laughs> I don't know whether you've ever heard of it, but it's pretty corny. Um, yeah, that's me. Paint Your, Paint Your Wagon was one of my dad's list as well, Russell, so oh, said, he had, said he had an eclectic mix. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you said um, about, like, singing and stuff to the kids. I am horrible. Like, I mean, I love singing, but it sounds like fucking, I don't even know, terrible. But um, my wife, her voice is incredible and she sings to our daughter every night. She sings Crowded House to get her to sleep. And it's like to the point where I go into the next room to listen to it. So then I can just, or like nearby, so that I can like hear her sing and it's just one of those things where it makes we went and saw Crowded House a couple of months ago in Melbourne and I actually liked some of Kate's versions more than theirs because of like the meaning behind it. And it was just yeah, it was it's wonderful. Like when you have someone that has a voice, first of all, but also when it means something to the family, because um I can put the song on to our daughter and she instantly doesn't understand, but she sits up and goes, oh, is it bedtime already? But you can tell that she understands the song. I just had a few things I wanted to say from listening to all you guys. Like I spoke at the beginning about, obviously, my daughter's only uh, six months old, but um, listening to how much music like means to everyone, uh, you know, whether it's with your own kids or from your own uh, dad, it's made me think about my own sort of reflections on that. And um, my dad... I just think my dad's music, like he wasn't a massive music fan, but he had his little vinyl collection, like loads of you mentioned, quite a scratchy collection. And, uh, but he made music special, I think, because, you know, I didn't grow up, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. I couldn't just go on Spotify and listen to every song in the world ever at a click of a button. You know, it was what we had in the house. And because a couple of songs uh, that, that um, he played that just stand out to me, um, he had this cassette tape again, on road trips um, of, of uh, California Dream by Mamas and the Papas, uh, Turn, Turn, Turn by The Birds, uh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Rumours, uh, and uh, Tango in the Night, I think, which is their like less successful 80s album, but it has some absolute tunes on it, like, everywhere. Um, and it, it just made it every car journey, and every time, like, my dad would play the vinyl, 
I, music was a, it was like a special thing. It was like you know, it was like it was not a throwaway thing. I think sometimes nowadays, I think Liam mentioned it earlier. Like I sometimes listen to music now, like when I'm just like I don't know, doing something else, and music is a secondary thing. But actually, growing up, it was like if we we're going to listen to a song in the car or you know on on a record player, it was like that was it was a like a moment of connection with that music, and it definitely inspired sort of love and music for me. Um, and then uh, obviously with Rosie now, I sort of, um, you know, I'm trying to sort of get her into music. Obviously, nursery rhymes dominate, but I've been, but it's been nice for me. I get to sing to her, and I'm not a great singer, but I, I, I kind of wish I was a good singer, but, but I'm not. But I kind of sing to her, um, and she really likes, she really likes like falsetto uh, singing. So she really likes. Um, uh, there's a song, uh, "Lava" from a Pixar film. Uh, it's like a short uh, film about volcanoes, and there's a song that's played in ukulele called "Lava." And she absolutely loves it. And uh, sometimes if she's in like a bad mood, just singing it to her will get her out of that bad mood. And sometimes my wife, Izzy, will be like, um, Robin, you needed, we need that falsetto singing. Come on, give it to us. Uh, and, you know, and I'll be, and, you know, obviously singing falsetto is tough and uh, I'm not very good at it, but it's funny. And just one other funny thing I was going to say is that um, my daughter was born to a playlist um, in a kind of like COVID hospital time. So like lots of masks on. It was very kind of like quite... Um, oppressive sort of during a cesarean like you know the environment but actually all the doctors and stuff are really chilled out they cranked up this playlist and the song that was playing as she was born was uh taking it easy by the eagles <laughs> and uh it's just such a great song uh you know and it's gonna be with me forever whenever i hear it that you know while isabel was going through this quite you know you know surgery and it's quite a stressful thing in a stressful environment this song played, and it just uh, oh, it's sort of a magical moment. Not necessarily funny, but but it was uh, it was a really great moment. But yeah, that's my um, thoughts. Speaking of uh, birth songs, can you uh, hear me? No, sorry. Yeah. So, speaking speak, uh, birth song, um, "Sail Away" by uh, Babylon. Sorry, by David Gray. That like always liked that song. Always liked him. Just thought it was like one of those ones that they play in like elevators in the back of pubs on like a Sunday afternoon. And then uh, here's my daughter being pulled up by her legs in the cesarean. Um, she's purple. Uh, and, you know, here we are. Now we play it almost every Sunday to say like, this is your song, mate. Enjoy it. Just to chip in on, um, you are saying that your wife Kate would sing to your daughter is in a crowded house um so i i don't have a musical bone um but my dad did he was a boy soprano and and then ended up having a you know really good um voice a tenor um and my sister is an amazing uh, just accomplished musician and can sing really well but um the two of them used to um i mentioned dad was right into his scottish sort of themes and um the town of camperdown does a robbie burns um you know scottish festival every year and so my dad and that's where my sister lives and her family and so my dad would go down there and he'd put his kilt on and sparring and um but he'd sing with my sister at the robbie burns festival and he passed away a couple of years ago, um, just the November before COVID, and um, there's quite a big memorial service. And anyway, at the end of it, my sister got up and just sang um, a song called "The Parting Glass," which I don't know if you're aware of it, but um, and and she did it. Um, it was just incredible uh, how she did it. And and when 
dad was really ill in hospital, she would sit and sing different songs to him as well. So I was just thinking that um, he's, you know, whilst that's not my influence on on kids, my dad as a father, his influence on my sister and then how that's passed through now. So um, when my three boys and and my um, three nephews and niece heard my sister sing, that really meant a lot. Um, so we often now... We often... We'll often now just sort of reference that about being brave, you know, when they're you know, practising their music or the piano or the drums or something and um, we'd uh, say, look, you've got a voice, if you're allowed to use it, just like, you know, Arnie Fee did, um, get up and have a go. And so I think it was that was a legacy that my father, if you like, passed down, whilst not through me, I would have loved it to be the case, but, you know, he passed it down through my sister, who's then, you know, has shown just by her actions at the memorial service and, um, you know, there wasn't a dry, dry eye in the house at the service when, you know, so there's three or 400 people there and, um, you know, it'd be one of those memorable things. And so for the kids, my dad's, you know, grandchildren to see that, um, that's pretty powerful musical legacy that he left as a father. So, you know, that's pretty special. So I think Kate, um, you know, will do the same thing by the sounds of it. Yeah. And I think Russell, you were talking about that too, about singing and moving um, with your daughters. I think it's much the same. Yeah. Alan, I'm not a singer, um, but one gift that we've given our kids, and I don't want to give this away because I thought I could make money on this, but I don't think I, I haven't worked out how to do it. But one of the one gift we've given our kids um, a couple of times is a birthday CD, and what it is is a a song, you, you, and it's not just us, but we ask all of their friends and all their relatives and whoever have, whoever's close to them to nominate a song that actually uh, they think that I'd enjoy or provides a memory about that person, about my kid or whoever's getting that birthday CD, and you give them a photo. And then it also gives you the chance to write some words about that person or the song. And we put it together in a book, yeah? So in the old days, you used to get a CD, a physical CD, plus a book with the photos and the words, and then you play the song and read the now it's pretty easy because there's a Spotify playlist and you can go online and get a book produced with those with those words and those photos. But that gift, which now has gone further into our circle of friends and everybody does it for a birthday, especially something like an 18th or a 21st or doesn't have to be, it's a, such a powerful thing because people get a chance through music because music is such one of those things that connects people um, to really give them something special. Uh, so I can't sing, but we've given our kids that gift a couple of times, actually. Once when they were you know, probably 12 or 10, but more recently when they're sort of turning one of those milestone ages. So I'd recommend it. If you're, if you want to, if you're thinking about a gift to give a kid or anybody, actually, it, uh, it goes a long way. That's great. Yeah, I'm going to steal that, man, for sure. I'm trying to make money on it, but I can't work out how to, uh, to do that. But. I do. I just I'll chip in, um, Liam, if I could, with just a, I don't know, this is a funny moment, probably at my expense on music. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, it was my uh, was it 31st school year, end of school year reunion, and we had to do the 31st because the 30th was a COVID shutdown. And the next day, I was pretty seedy, and I surf with the boys, but um the eldest boy said, come on, let's go for a surf. And, and I had to actually lie down on the floor because I was feeling pretty seedy and dusty. And, and he went out for a surf without me. 
and then a few hours later he, he came in and he was he was clearly the only per there was two guys out in the water and um we were looking at him surfing with this fella you know we, we couldn't see who, you know we just knew one of them was him and he came in and he's chatting away he said oh dad do you know a guy called ash grunwald and i thought oh yeah and he's gone is he a musician and said, yes mate he's a musician he's gone yeah he said so and we're like, well, what do you mean? And he'd been out surfing for an hour or so with Ash Grunwald by himself. Um, and um, he was, Ash Grunwald was about to perform that night in San Remo Hotel or Western Port. I can't, I can't remember which. But anyway, Finn had been out surfing with him for an hour or more, just the two of them. And he, he came in and um, so he then, you know, jumped on Spotify and you know, tried to Google Ash Grunwald. But it was just a lovely moment that um, he, it wasn't so much a musical moment, but, you know, um, I'd missed out on an opportunity of going and surfing with a, you know, a, a famous muso, but my son had gone and done that and um, came back and said, he was just such a great guy. He was just normal. And, and he said, and he treated me like an adult, you know, and so um, it was just a special music moment for my son, I think, that um, even though it happened out in the surf. So I think he, he'll look forward to the next time Ash Grunwald comes down, we'll, we'll take him to wherever he's playing and, um, you know, we'll take the three boys and hopefully, have a good night. Yeah. Um, it just goes to show don't be too dusty the next day because you just miss out on some opportunities. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, guys. I'm going to probably wrap it up there. You, it's been so lovely just hearing everyone's stories, everyone's anecdotes around music and, and how it connects us all. I think, yeah, it's just, and just hearing these conversations, I'm just triggering so many more memories for me as well. Um, but yeah, just that influence we have as dads, it's just a real pleasure to sit here with you all tonight and thank you for giving up your time and to share your stories. So thanks so much for coming on, everyone. Thanks, Liam. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Happy Father's Day, everyone. everyone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Dadding It Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please pass it on to another dad who you feel would get something from listening to other people's stories and if you are listening on spotify or apple podcasts could you just leave a review it'd be much appreciated tune in next week to hear from another dad and their story cheers <laughs>